Not all religious extremism is tied to terrorism. Hi, this is Phil Gursky of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting, and you're listening to Quick Hits. <laughs> if you've been following me over the past couple of days, weeks, months, years, you know I talk an awful lot about religious extremism, i.e. acts of extreme violence that are carried out in the name of religion. Sometimes, though, I come across stories which I find really, really interesting that certainly, at least to my mind, look like they involve religion that is extremist in nature, but aren't necessarily terrorism. Let me, let me walk you through a couple examples of what I came across over the past 24 hours. There's an article in, in Deutsche Welle, which is a German uh, website. I, I look at the English one, my German isn't as good as it used to be, which talks about the fact that in the United States over the past year or so, there's been this incredible pushback by evangelicals, so Christian right-wing conservative groups against vaccines for COVID-19. And a lot of these religious leaders will advise their flock not to get vaccinated, not just for COVID-19, but for anything else. They see vaccines as somehow part of, I don't know, a worldwide plot to control them. A lot of talk about Bill Gates, a lot of talk about Anthony Fauci, the uh, chief medical guy in the States as being somehow in it for money when he advises Americans to, you know, keep their distance, wear masks, and eventually get the vaccine. And I always found this a really curious use, if I can use that term, of religion to push back against what is basically uh, solid science. There is a silver lining to this, and that is some evangelicals in the United States have started recently actually calling upon their followers to get the vaccine when it's available and to get vaccinations in general because vaccinations work. They've been proven for the past couple hundred years. I do think that those leaders who describe themselves as Christian, which and we describe them as evangelical, so kind of on that rightward fringe of Christianity, I do think this is extremism, albeit not violent in nature. It certainly isn't mainstream, and it certainly isn't normative, and that's the definition of extreme. Something which veers from the straight and narrow. Something which is something other than what the vast majority believe in. Again, it's not violent in nature, but it certainly is extremist. Now let me talk about another issue I've come across in the past little while, which certainly is religious extremism and is very, very violent. This is a story from The Economist, dated a couple days ago, the 14th of December. And it says, and I'm going to quote from here, all over the world, people are being attacked, imprisoned, tortured, and occasionally executed on the grounds they have said or done something which offends somebody else's religious belief. These are called acts of blasphemy. And well, I remember a time in human history where you know blasphemy was a really serious thing and where capital punishment was regularly used. Think back to the Reformation in Europe in the 15th, 16th centuries, where the Catholic Church's domination was being challenged by what we call Protestants or reformists. People were burnt at the stake. People were killed for advocating things that the church didn't like. Unfortunately, uh, blasphemy is, uh, is still with us. It's not solely a thing of the past. The article goes on to say that they, it was a study and uh, carried out by the United States Commission on International Religious Freedom, which is a bipartisan body, and they looked at 674 cases of state enforcement of criminal blasphemy laws between 2014 and 2018. And interestingly, they found that great majority of these almost 700 cases were carried out by just 10 countries in descending order, Pakistan, Iran, 
Russia, India, Egypt, Indonesia, Bangladesh, Saudi Arabia, and Kuwait. Now, what's really interesting about that, about that list of countries is that in eight of the 10, we're talking Muslim accusations of blasphemy. In other words, we're talking Islamist extremism. These are societies where religious leaders and their followers call upon people to be put to death for the simplest of perceived violations against what they think is the only way to practice Islam. We've seen all kinds of accusations of people who are, aren't doing it right or who associate with the wrong people. India is an interesting example because this is Hindu religious extremism. And we've seen a lot of cases of what are called love jihad. This is where Hindu nationalists, Hindu extremists accuse Muslims of forcibly converting Indian women to Islam in some kind of a campaign to take over India, despite the fact that India is about 15% Muslim and 85% Hindu. And in Russia, we go back to the notion of Christian extremism. This would be sort of uh, Eastern Orthodox extremism. The bottom line here is that when you talk about blasphemy as a state punishment, whereby the state either controls or turns a blind eye to, or somehow supports in one way or another, the use of religious laws to punish people, uh, up to and including with the de death penalty, we're talking religious extremism. This is no different in ways than religious terrorism. In fact, you could say it's state-sponsored religious extremism, whereby the state takes upon itself the authority to maintain one faith and one faith only, obviously, and in this case is a very conservative interpretation of the faith. And because they're states, they have the not just the authority, but the tools to arrest people, to incarcerate them, to find them guilty, because in countries such as Russia and Iran, no one gets off as innocent, right? The state basically controls the process. The judiciary is not an independent one, and it puts them to death. How is that any different than what Al-Qaeda does in the name of Islam, or ISIS, or Al-Shabaab? How is it any different than roving mobs of Hindu extremists in India attacking Muslims with poles and sticks and beating them to death for daring to eat meat? what they call cow vigilantes. How is this any different than Buddhist monks in Myanmar who advocate for the killing of Muslim Rohingya? In other words, when we talk about things like religious extremism, we have to recognize, just like extremism in general, it's a spectrum. Lots of people are on the, I call it the far left of the spectrum where there's entertaining ideas that are intolerant and hateful in nature. And at the other end, they actually advocate the killing of people. Just like with radicalization to violence, the vast majority of people who talk in these terms never do anything about it. They're radicalized, but they're not in, in about moving towards actual violent extremist action. I would say that the religious spectrum is the exact same thing. We have some very conservative people, ultra-Orthodox Jews in Israel and parts of New York, ultra-conservative Buddhists, Hindus, Christians, Sikhs, etc., who advocate intolerance, who advocate rejection, who advocate hatred for those who don't think the same way. And while the vast majority don't do anything about it, they don't kill anybody, there certainly is a part of the population that will. When Al-Qaeda does it, we call it terrorism. When the Indian state does it, we don't. We don't call it state-sponsored terrorism. To me, that's an inconsistency in terminology. 
whenever you have a group of people who have taken it upon themselves to define what is right and what is wrong, what is acceptable, what is not acceptable, what is consistent with doctrine and what is not consistent with doctrine, those people are by definition extremists. Whether they're terrorists or not, it's really irrelevant to the question. I know we have a hard time defining what is terrorism and what is not terrorism. As a colleague of mine, Alex Schmidt in Europe has often said, there's more than 200 definitions available worldwide. Let's not get hung up with definitions on this one. Anyone who advocates that their God is better than your God and that they have the authority to make you think differently and to worship differently and to believe differently, that's where there is extremism. As Bernard Lewis famously said, I'm right, you're wrong, go to hell. That's their interpretation of faith. That's how they see the world divided into them and us, into right and into wrong. And these extremists at the, at the extreme end, if I can use that term of the spectrum, are essentially like, you know, the Middle, Age, or the Middle Ages uh, soldier who once said, uh, just kill them all and let God sort them out. Luckily, most people don't go down that pathway. Even if you are very conservative in your religious views, you may come across as an asshole. At least you're not advocating the death of somebody else or, God forbid, engaging in it. Anyhow, that's what I think. What do you think about religious extremism? Is it okay? Does it have to be violent to be called extremism? You can reach me on email, borealisrescue.gmail.com or on Twitter at borealisaves. You can also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like the content and want to see more, go to my website, borealisthreatenedrisk.com Hit the subscribe button to find all the blogs, all the podcasts, all the material free of charge. Just give me your email address. You'll get a daily digest, all the material. Love to hear from you on this and other podcasts. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe.